The Word of God is living. It is powerful, infallible, indestructible, incorruptible, and it will work mightily in me. And now, your host, Pastor Jerry Maya Williams, from the service already in progress. Amen. This morning, will you open your Bibles to the Gospel of Matthew? The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25. I am still talking about the kingdom of God. I have no idea when I'm finished talking about the kingdom of God. I'm not sure if you can stop talking about the kingdom of God. Amen. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, Jesus is speaking to his disciples about the end times, about Judgment Day. And in verse 34, then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I think we need to read that again. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, you see, those on his right hand are, are those that are saved. Hmm? Come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Now, here's what we're seeing here in this verse. At the end of the great tribulation period, Jesus will return in his power and his glory along with his holy angels, and he will judge the nations. There will be a multitude of people standing before him, a number that no man can number, standing before the Lord. Then he will say to those, he will separate them. He shall separate them, the sheep. He put the sheep on the right hand. Then he's going to put the goats on the left hand. And again, the sheep are those that are saved. The goats are those that are unsaved. So the Lord does the separation. Now, please notice that before the Lord did the separation, the sheep and the goats, they were together. Amen? But when the Lord judged the nations, he will separate them, putting the sheep on his right hand and the goats on his left hand. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, and remember those on his right hand are those that are saved. He will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And that's what I want to talk to you about for a few minutes here. I want to talk about a prepared kingdom. A prepared kingdom for an unprepared people. A prepared kingdom 
for an unprepared people. What is this prepared kingdom? This prepared kingdom is the Basilea of God, and that's the Greek word for kingdom in the New Testament. It's the Basilea of God. This kingdom is the extension of God. It's the extension of his reign, his rule, and his dominion in the earth and the universe. The kingdom of God is the king's domain. It is the economy of God. And he says that his kingdom has been prepared for you that are blessed of the Father before the foundation of the world. Hmm? Ephesians chapter 1 tells us, verse 3 and 4, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Just as he chose you before the foundation of the world. God didn't choose you when you chose him. God had already chose you before the foundation of the world. And this is what Paul could say to the Ephesians. Give him glory. Bless him. Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who have blessed us. This is past tense, beloved. He's already blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. Now, the, now this expression, heavenly places, in the New Testament, the New Testament transcript, the word places does not appear. So what Paul is talking about when he says heavenly places, he's talking about in heavenly state. That heavenly state is within you. That heavenly state is the kingdom of God within you. Blessed be the Lord God and the Father of Lord Jesus Christ who have blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenlies. Who chose us to be in him before the foundation of the world. Revelation 13 tells us, verse 8, that there was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world. And that lamb was Jesus the king. But it also tells us that this lamb, he has a book of life. And in this book of life, he has names written therein. And I want you to know your name is in that book. If you love the Lord, come on, if you love the Lord and you're saved, your name is in that book. So not only was a lamb slain before the foundation of the world, the lamb also prepared a kingdom for us before the foundation of the world. Glory to God. So here's the good news. You were chosen. Yes. You were chosen for the kingdom before the foundation of the world. Whether you got saved, come on, before the tribulation or after the tribulation period. The kingdom is for the saved. Now, see, those of us that are saved now, that kingdom belongs to us. But there will be some that won't get saved until Jesus returns to this earth. But that kingdom is also for them. There's only one kingdom, 
and one lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And that one kingdom and that one lamb is the kingdom of God. And Jesus is the king. Whether you're saved now or you get saved later, it's still your kingdom. It's still your kingdom. You've still been chosen. Huh? So what I want to focus in today on this message, a prepared kingdom for an unprepared people, I want to focus in on how some of the king's children are unprepared to inherit the kingdom, and the question is why. See, I didn't say you weren't saved. I didn't say that at all. I am saying and I am contending that some of the king's children, not all, but some of the king's children are unprepared to inherit the kingdom. Even in the natural, if you have an inheritance, if you're going to inherit that, that inheritance, there are certain things you need to do to get in place to inherit that inheritance. Now, to inherit simply means to acquire. It means to receive. There are some things that God wants every one of us to acquire in his kingdom. There are some things that God wants every one of us to receive. And these things belong to us. We've been chosen for these things. And we were chosen since the foundation of the world. So why are we, some of us, unprepared to inherit this kingdom? Why? Let's look at a few things here. Let's look at a few things. I believe that if you have not truly repented, you are unprepared to inherit the kingdom of God. If you haven't truly repented. Now, I didn't say if you haven't, you, you know, made a confession of faith. You know, you confess Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it at all. What I'm saying that many people have accepted Jesus, but they have not changed their ways. They have not substantially changed their lives. If you're going to inherit the kingdom of God, you must repent. And when I say you must repent, I am not talking about feeling remorseful, not talking about crying or feeling emotional. I am talking about you Changing your mind, thinking differently, having afterthought. With you renouncing everything that you are, come on, you renouncing the old nature, you renouncing the dead works, all the dead works of religion, you got to turn your back on all of that. You got to turn from those things, and then you got to move toward God in faith. Remember when Jesus began his public ministry, he entered into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, saying, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, repent, repent and believe the gospel. Jesus was showing us here that repentance was a prerequisite to really enter into the kingdom of God. And to repent is just not to make a confession of salvation. To repent is, 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 is not to feel convicted and sorry for the sins in your life. To repent is to turn your back on all of it. You don't bring this stuff into the kingdom. 
We heard a prophecy this morning about being on an airplane, a, a spiritual airplane. You don't bring no bags with you. When you get on this plane, you don't bring anything with you. You leave all your baggage behind. You turn your back on that. You, you, you just say to that, this is dead and this is my past and I'm moving on in life to my future. You got to repent. Too many people sitting up in the church and they've never truly repented. They never really truly repented. You join the church, you attend services, and you might even pray sometime and read the Bible. But have you renounced everything that you were and you're still holding on to it? Have you decided to turn your back on the old ways? We haven't repented. And so if you haven't repented fully, truly, then you're unprepared to inherit the kingdom of God. Another reason why I believe many of God's children don't inherit the kingdom of God, they're unprepared right now, is because of faith. Think about that, faith, faith. What the Hebrews 11, 6 says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is and rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So you can never please the king without faith. Now, the writer of Hebrews, in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1, here's what the writer of Hebrews said to the Hebrew Christians. He says, we got to move on from laying a foundation of the, of the principles, the foundational principles of Christ, and we got to move on to maturity, on to perfection, not land again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Now, many of us have faith for things, for stuff we want. But do you have faith for God himself? Do you have faith for the king himself or only have faith for what you want the king to do for you? What the writer of Hebrews says, we have to move in faith toward God. If you're not moving toward God in faith, then you're going backwards. It's like a tree. If a tree isn't growing, that tree is dying. And faith moves us closer to God. Faith gives us a better revelation of God. You see, faith is not something we use to twist the arm of God when it comes to, let me, give me, let me have. How many hear what I'm saying? But we should always be moving toward God in faith, getting closer to the king, getting closer to the king, getting closer and closer to the king. And if we're not moving toward God in faith, then we're unprepared. We're unprepared to inherit this kingdom. Now, let me remind you again. This kingdom has been prepared for you since the foundation of the world. Jesus says, come you, my blessed. Come you, my blessed and my father. And receive this kingdom prepared for you before the foundation of the world. Now, another reason why many of us, many believers, are unprepared to inherit this kingdom is because they're not truly born again. 
Just because you joined the church, you shook the preacher's hand, doesn't make you born again. Just because you repeated Romans 9, 10, and 10, uh, chapter 10, verse 9 and 10, doesn't make you born again. But there's a promise there that you shall be saved. Everybody that shall be saved haven't been born again. Because to be born again is to have an epiphany where you see the kingdom. And the kingdom you see, you enter that kingdom. Now, Nicodemus, that's what Jesus told Nicodemus in the Gospel of John, chapter 3. He said, Nicodemus, you must be born again. Nicodemus was a great ruler of Israel. Nicodemus, if you will, he was in the assembly, the ecclesiastes, the, the ecclesia of that day. He was part of the group that loved God. He was part of the group that said they believed in God. He was part of what we are today called the church. He was part of that assembly in his day. But Jesus told him that wasn't good enough. He said, Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see. He cannot see the kingdom of God. And the question is, how can you enter a kingdom you can't see? And he went on to tell Nicodemus, except a man is born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter this kingdom. So the kingdom of God that's been prepared for us is something that we see and it's something that we enter. In other words, we enter the economy of God. We're not bound by this earthly economy of interest rates going up and down, limitation on the flow of money. We're not bound by this economy. High prices and inflation, we're not bound by this economy. When you see the kingdom, you live in the economy of God. And because you repent it, you have faith toward God that whatsoever I need, he will supply. This is seeing the kingdom. This is entering the kingdom. But it's even more. Some of God's people, not all, some of God's people will not inherit the kingdom. They're unprepared to inherit the kingdom because every time they have a need, every time trouble rises, they run to man. They run to some institution. And then if things don't work out with man, things don't work out with institutions, then they want to get as many people to pray with them as they can. And now they're ready to go to God. You are far from this kingdom, very far from this kingdom. You will not inherit the kingdom, neither are you prepared to inherit the kingdom if you can't put God first in the time of need and in the time of trouble. You must put God first. That's what Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. For your Father knows the things you have need of before you ask. And this is why he prepared it for you before the foundation of the world. He knew exactly what you would need, when you would need it, how you would need it, and why you would need it. And he's already prepared it for you. He said, just put me first. But we don't put God first. Get in a tight spot. Well, I know this sister's blessed over here. Maybe I can get a loan from her. 
but you haven't even sought God yet. Haven't even conferred with God. Haven't even brought it to God's attention. Not that he don't know, but he needs to know that you know that he is God. Huh? So you're unprepared to inherit this kingdom. Because you're living outside of the economy of this kingdom where you can't put God first. Now, you may not like me for this one, but another reason so many Christians are unprepared to inherit the kingdom is because they have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Let me say it again. You are unprepared to inherit this kingdom if you haven't been baptized with the Holy Ghost, filled with the Spirit. Huh? With God-given evidence according to his book. If How many got the Holy Ghost in here? Say amen. Now, let me ask you a question. If having the Holy Ghost was, were a crime, would there be enough evidence to convict you? Oh, they've been throwing me under the jail the way I speak in tongues. They don't throw me under the jail if having the Holy Ghost were a crime. There'd be overwhelming evidence to convict me. But if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you're not prepared to inherit the kingdom. I didn't say you weren't God's child. I didn't say you weren't saved. Many children and many families have not inherited their inheritance. They're out of position. Sometimes there's a trust involved. And this trust says you have to attain a certain age before you can inherit your inheritance. But there's no such limitation on us as believers. This kingdom has been prepared for us before the foundation of the world. And Jesus has come, ye, my blessed and my father, inherit this kingdom, inherit this kingdom, prepared for you before the foundation of the world. And I'm telling you, if you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, you're unprepared to inherit this kingdom. Well, don't take my word for it. Let's talk to Brother John the Baptist. In the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, Verse 11, John said these words, Indeed, I baptize you with water unto repentance, but there's coming one after me, mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to carry. When he come, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost with fire. With fire. John said to those who were at his baptism, he said this to those who have been baptized until the repentance of sin. But he says there's more. There's coming one after me, and he's going to give you more. And he's mightier than me. You think I'm some kind of prophet? No, 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 no. He is mightier than I. In fact, his shoes, I am not even worthy to carry. And when he comes... He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost with fire. Now, let's take the testimony of Jesus himself. After the resurrection, Acts chapter 1. After the resurrection, Jesus assembled with his disciples on the Mount of Olives. 
And he said, and he says, I command you, do not depart from Jerusalem until you be undued with power from on high. Don't depart from Jerusalem. That wasn't a suggestion. That was a command. He says, don't leave Jerusalem until you receive the promise of the Father. For John truly baptized you with water. He says, but I shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Then the disciples asked him, oh, Lord, will you restore the kingdom again to Israel at this time? Jesus said to his disciples, see, they were thinking about an earthly kingdom. And, and that's our problem as Christians. We're too bound by the earthly kingdom. Huh? They were thinking about an earthly kingdom. Jesus said, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons that's in the Father's power. But he says, here's what I want you to know, but you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and even unto the uttermost parts of the earth. The disciples were thinking about an earthly kingdom. Jesus says, I'm trying to prepare you for this kingdom that's been prepared for you since the foundation of the world. They were looking for an earthly kingdom. Jesus was trying to prepare them for a spiritual kingdom. And he said, what you really need for this preparation was the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hmm? That's what you need. I don't know about you, but I'm not satisfied just being a member of the family. I want what's mine. Romans chapter 8, verse 16. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirits that we are the children of God. And if children, then we're heirs. We're heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. I want my inheritance. He prepared it for me. And that's the least I can do is get prepared to receive it, to acquire it. Some of God's people are unprepared. To receive this kingdom because they just don't understand the kingdom of God. They don't understand it. You see, we, we became Christians and we thought, well, there's some new code we need to live by. Rules and regulations we need to adhere to. We thought that maybe we need to stop wearing our hair a certain way. Stop wearing certain clothes, certain maybe jewelry. You know, you know, your jewelry get up. Maybe you need to tone it down. And see, we thought that was what the kingdom was about. The kingdom was about none of that. Huh? You will not inherit the kingdom if you keep misunderstanding what the kingdom of God is. Romans 14, 17 says, the kingdom of God is not eating. It's not drinking. So why do you have all the rules and regulations about what you can eat and what you cannot drink? Hello? Join us Sunday at Agape Word Fellowship. 
where Dr. Jerry Maya Williams is your pastor, proclaiming a life-changing message of the agape love and power that God is. For more information, log on now at www.agapeword.net. 1430 South New Hope Road, Agape Word Fellowship.